政府はこの情報を国民に伏せています誰かが貧乏口引かなきゃなんねんだよみんな死んだぞこの橋知らずその怪物は許しちゃくれない「ゴジラマイナスワン」Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. This week we are back for a new movie review for the latest kaiju film, Godzilla Minus One. Japan is already devastated by World War II when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant. Monster. That's right. Toho Studios is back with a new Godzilla film directed by Takashi Yamazaki. And today we're here to give our thoughts and to join me, Larry, in talking about Godzilla Minus One. We have from the Geekly Goods YouTube channel as well as the Cinemani World team, Leo. Hey, Leo. Hey, hey, Larry. Glad to be here chatting about now one of my favorite movies of the year, Godzilla Minus One, man. What a great film. The best Godzilla in years, dare I say. <clears throat> Maybe since Shin Godzilla, I believe. Honestly, I,、mm-hmm. I really like this one a lot. Visually stunning, but let me save it, guys. I can't wait to talk、mm-hmm. about it with y'all. All right. And also joining us to talk about Godzilla from his YouTube page, Tyler Calvert, as well as the Cinemania World team, we have Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Hello. It's great to be back, especially because we're talking about some Godzilla. As the, the big Godzilla nerd on the cha-、uh, of the、uh, team, it is great to finally discuss a new Toho. Godzilla film. I mean, we've had plenty of Godzilla in recent years, but it's always a little bit more special, at least in my opinion, when Toho are the ones putting out the Godzilla films. Yeah, it's exciting to have the three of us on here to talk about it. I think we're all probably the three biggest Godzilla fans on the podcast for sure. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, it's a series I know we grew up with. I, my grandma introduced me to the old school Godzilla movies, and I just watched my way through the whole series. I know we got that damn Criterion, the huge <laughs> monster Godzilla collection. That, that thing. 
thing is so hard to display. Like I pulled, I pulled, <laughs> I pulled it out the other day when I was doing my ranking of the entire franchise, and I'm just like, I could, I couldn't remember where I put it because I can't display it like like everything else with my Blu-ray. So I had to find it. It was huge. Yeah, it's hard. It's one of those. I know A24. You know, they're not as big, but they no. do those weird sized ones too. Like their special edition ones are just like too big to fit in normal things, but not like ginormous like this Godzilla one. But it's kind of crazy. And to think that Godzilla's coming up on his, what, 70th yeah. anniversary? Yep. Next year. Yep. His 70th 70 year. 70 years old next year. And he is still going strong. About oh, to make yeah. some box office history, I think, this weekend. Already, in just previews alone, Godzilla Minus One has made more than Shin Godzilla made in its entire U.S. run. So wow. it's it's looking to have a strong opening weekend here in the States. It's already breaking IMAX records over in Japan. It's looking good. It's looking good for our 70-year-old Godzilla. Yeah, it's already <laughs> made back its budget because it was so ridiculously low. Hollywood, take note. We're, we're going to be talking about these visuals, but please take note on how to effectively work a budget because come on now. But this is the first Toho Godzilla outing since 2016's Shin Godzilla, which obviously Godzilla fans loved. I mean, we all I do. loved Shin Godzilla. <laughs> it's so good. And I'm so glad that they returned with this movie. Now, this is not to be mistaken, though. Godzilla Minus One is not related, other than the fact that it's from Toho and stars Godzilla. Uh, it's not like a sequel or a prequel or anything to Shin Godzilla. It's its own standalone film, which was an interesting choice since Shin was so well received that they were just like, "Man, eh, we're just going to yeah, <laughs> we couldn't I, tell the origin I, story again." I, I would love if they did a sequel follow up of some kind to Shin Godzilla eventually. But I mean, at this point with the franchise, I feel like we've gotten so used to the, the usually them not being connected all that much. Every now and then, you'll get a, yeah. a couple that are connected to each other, but more often than not, usually they're kind of like solo films in a way. Well, this one takes us back to the origins of the character. Obviously, we just kind of talked about it. It's pretty much another origin story of Godzilla himself. Really takes us back to what the character meant as it was created. This post-World War II radiation <laughs> horror story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Tyler, you've been talking about it. How did you feel about Minus One? Oh man, um, I was really impressed. Because, I mean, as a big Godzilla fan, it's it's always you know you never really know. I mean, sh every now and then, you know, they're, the Godzilla movies aren't the greatest. I mean, just to put it lightly, every now and then. But also, uh, but it, it, there were so many years in between, so we and we did have the American ones to kind of fill that void. But uh, you know, since Shin Godzilla, I should say. But uh, Godzilla minus one was really impressive. I I think it's one of those rare instances where it is able to balance a lot of the elements that I would want from a Godzilla movie, because it does have your usual staples that you always want in a Godzilla movie, which is some amazing Godzilla action spectacle, just sheer horrifying destruction. But also, which is something that unfortunately a lot of movies miss out on, but this one doesn't, uh, Minus One has human characters that I genuinely cared about and was invested in, which... Like that was something that 
I was really amazed by the human story was just as interesting as the Godzilla elements because like we follow this guy's whole and his whole arc where he comes back from uh, essentially abandoning being a kamikaze pilot and then having to live with the ramifications of that along with just the overall trauma inflicted from being in a war and then <laughs> on top of that having to deal with Godzilla so I mean like that that guy that guy was going through it to say the least and I really felt for his arc emotionally as it went on just not just with the Godzilla stuff but just his internal struggles as well so it was really captivating all around I, it, it's one of those r- rare Godzilla films I was impressed by pretty much all facets of it even Godzilla himself in this movie for it being such a relatively small budget he's in it a lot and most of the time he looks fantastic which is you know when it's only 15 million dollar budget like that's insane to me that he was able to be in it not just a lot but look so good while being in it a lot so i i was i i, I had a great time with it like it's, that's one i want to see a whole lot more times because i genuinely had a good time watching it in the theaters now leo you and i went to that fan early access screening together we saw it in imax what did you think of Minus One? Oh, I loved it. <clears throat> I mentioned it earlier, but it propelled to easily into my top 10 right after watching it. Visually stunning. But what I love so much about this film is it really takes us back to the roots of Godzilla, especially with the design, obviously, the incorporation of the theme. I love the look of this Godzilla, how he looks like such a ferocious monster, but also looks kind of gross, kind of grimy, makes sense for all the atomic happenings at the time. I love the look of Godzilla, the look of the atomic breath, really captivating. I love the use of sound in this movie, by the way. There is a lot of deadening sound and a lot of times where... Godzilla will use the atomic breath and the sound just goes mute, but it causes a lot of destruction. It's a wonderful visual spectacular affair. But like Tyler has said, it also has wonderful human characters. I mean, these characters are very likable. There's a lot of relatability to them. And I love the, I love, to be honest with you, I'm just going to come out and say it. I love the anti-war messaging. I really enjoy the, way that they emphasize living. And I I just really liked the connection between uh, the man, the woman, and the, the young girl. The, the fact that even through a tragedy, they had come together. I love that. Um, and I, I really think any Godzilla movie that comes out now on needs to study these characters. They need to figure out a way to also make the human characters this interesting, But that was, because that was a characteristic that this movie had that a lot of Godzilla movies don't have. <laughs> so it did a really great job creating a great human core of characters to care about. And of course, visually, it's great. The cinematography is wonderful. These shots that make Godzilla look just ginormous. I mean, this thing looks huge. It looks believable. The visuals, the destruction, the references to Godzilla 1954, plenty of shots and happenings that reference that film. Just wonderful all around. I mean, the best since Shin Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I think one thing that's always so special with both Shin Godzilla and now this, most of Toho's, of course, they have some that are a lot more just fun, particularly the battle movie, you know, Godzilla vs. this vs. that. But what they do so well and what's so special with the Japanese Godzilla films is they do take it back to the core of the political statement that Godzilla initially was meant to be. Because obviously the American ones, he's just kind of a hero. Like he's a little bit of an anti-hero, but he's basically just a hero. You know, like he comes in to help us defeat other bad monsters. Yeah, <laughs> and it, then he goes about the, his business. The legendary ones in particular, they kind of almost initially claim you know coin him as like a hero by the end they just like oh you you just you killed the other monsters so you're the good guy so and it's like oh he didn't start out that way and you know we all love Godzilla whether he's the villain of the movie or the hero like he's an icon he's a legend he will always be the moment but (laughs) um, but it's nice to get this like back to that allegory and what I I really like that I don't think a lot of war anti-war movies do, even though they show the destruction, they show the like devastation that war has. This movie focuses so much on just the meaning of human life and value of human life that really got me. Like I loved it. There's this amazing speech near the end of the film as they're like trying to rally people and all these people like kind of know what's up. They're going up, they're going back into another war this time against an unbeatable creature that they don't know anything well, about. Well, that's the wild thing is because they're doing it all at their own cost. Like it's not like the, yeah. it's not the government, you know, the Japanese government or the U S government, they even like explained in the movie why the U S government can't get involved. Yeah. <laughs> I know they take some digs at the Japanese government actually quite a bit in this film. Uh, they're, they're not nice to the Japanese government. No. <laughs> and particularly how they handled World War II. Uh, that's a pretty scathing look at the, how the Japanese government treated its citizens and soldiers yeah. during the war. Yeah, they were talking about like they gave us like like poorly armored tanks and uh, com- yeah. you know, uh, whatchamacallit, airplanes with no ejecting seats and <laughs> a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like like they said, like, you know, the idea of dying for honor when it's clear we've lost, you know, like we're expecting these soldiers to die for their country when it's done. It's over. We all know it's over. We're not winning this war. (laughs) Um, And like even the ideals like that woman, the auntie, like the way she thought when he came back, it was like, ma'am. I promise you, one kamikaze flight was not going to protect you against what was to come. Like there was, there was no protection against what the U.S. was about to do for y'all. So, <laughs> um, but getting Godzilla to be that visual representation of the aftermath, oh, it just works so good. And those, like you said, those visuals. Fifteen million dollars. It's insane. And this movie looked like <laughs> this. It's a blockbuster. In saying hollywood you wish like (laughs) (laughs) this is next level and uh, you know that's not and i'm actually not even talking about the legendary godzilla movies because i actually think they have all looked pretty great they just they use a lot of uh nighttime action to to help them out um those movies and this movie does not i mean they look they do look great i agree but those movies also are like way more expensive Way more expensive. Um, And Godzilla himself looks amazing. (laughs) They went back to a little bit. He holds his arms a little bit T-Rex-like in this movie. Uh, Godzilla is walking around. He lumbers. He 
he's moving very slow. That's he's, that's he's one of the things I found so interesting about this Godzilla is kind of he doesn't have like a mission. He doesn't have like a goal. He just he just shows up, destroys things, and then leaves. Like he doesn't yep. he doesn't have any sort of like there, I mean, there's no there's no monster for him to take on, and he doesn't have like you know that. So he literally just shows up, destroys things, and just walks away. And we just have to like deal with it until we finally had enough. <laughs> and I love that that it's referencing that 1954 one because it's just he just comes out of the water and terrorizes and I I like that I like that Godzilla that just is the is the foe is the one causing the damage like I like that story a lot more and it opens up in the case they want to go a series and they want to go with the sequel it opens up the chance for him to join in the next one or so or something. Yeah. I think the crazy thing about it, I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but not really, but I, I, I think the, the new, I guess, power sets you could include with this Godzilla. That was like one of the more surprising things that kind of yeah. lent itself to making this version of Godzilla more interesting is the fact that he can regenerate. Oh yeah. And like, Ooh, you know, I mean, yeah, I was almost was as shook as them characters the first time it happened. I was like, oh damn. They gave, they gave Godzilla oh. uh, Logan from X-Men powers. Basically. <laughs> For real. Ooh, and they modified, they modified a few things. So obviously his design's a little bit updated. It's a pretty classic Godzilla design. I'd say a little bit more. It's, it's like a good mix between a classic look and the Shin Godzilla, like gnarly yeah. atomic destructive yeah, Shin, look. Shin, that Shin Godzilla Shin just looks horrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is like a nice mix. Like he's, he looks a little bit more palatable than Shin Godzilla, but he still has that like really, the, well radiation looking like cracks and scars in his skin and when he regenerates uh it looks crazy so they updated the look they also updated his scream just a little bit his roar um yeah is, is slightly different it has a different cadence and then the atomic breath. They fully updated that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Godzilla pretty much just shoots nukes now out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Um, it and explodes everything around it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they make it this mushroom cloud. Like when he does the destruction. That's what I mean. He just shoots nukes now. It'll be pretty much. <laughs> and, and he like uses the atmosphere. Like he sucks in the atmosphere <laughs> to really unleash it. And then his dorsal fins pop out. <laughs> yeah, it's almost so they all like uh, slowly power up and crackle pop out of his back. It's like a it's like a gun almost. <laughs> and that then they push epic, back, man. They like the and then they contract back into his back when he fires off. It's wild, but it's so amazing. cool. <laughs> the, the, the atomic breath in this is just wonderful, and I love the sound design too because it sounds so like faint. When he actually shoot, but then when it explodes, it's like this oh, yeah. explosion of sound. It's a wonderful like contrast going on where it's like the the look of the beam is beautiful but destructive. Yeah, it was the the aftermath. <clears throat> the aftermath when he shoots it in uh, the one big set piece in the district. Yeah. The aftermath. I mean, it was awesome, obviously, but horrifying at the same time. But uh, but just the it was horrifying when you see you know you, it, they build up with it with so much tension that you know it's coming. Yeah. Like he, he can't just do it. Like he has to charge up for it. But uh, the aftermath was what made it extra insane. Was the after you know the aftermath almost like you know the, the fallout of a nuclear explosion where everything yeah. just comes blasting back the other direction and you know people are 
getting hit by giant waves of wind and buildings are being taken out just by the aftershock of his nuclear blast that was like miles away. I love the goal of these characters though, to make this like, because it was a threat right after war. So really they were going back to war, but Mm -hmm. they were really adamant about not losing lives. And I love that. I love that they were coming together as a community and, they they definitely let people know like after a devastating war, you can join if you like. I, I'm sorry, I'm slightly spoiling, but I just love that this movie really cherishes life and them yeah. living. And it, I, I think after a war like as devastating as World War II, I loved this message of, you know, just live like you have to live. Right. I I think that was definitely best personified in. Both both our main character, uh, Koichi Shikishima, and also the character, I forget his name, but they always called, they kept calling him Kid, the guy on their team that with yeah. the arm in his sling, who was always like so insistent that he should, you know, I love he, wished, he wished he was in the war because <laughs> he wanted to contribute and everybody around him has to be like, no, you should have, you know, you should be thankful that you were not a part of the war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was another great point of like, I don't know, there's this idea of like serving your country and like so gun ho, but it's also like, like now. Right. I feel like a lot, (laughs) a lot of this movie is about, you know, obviously people coming to terms with the trauma post-war and, uh, and I guess also just because Godzilla is the big, you know, personification, physical embodiment of war trauma and nuclear, you know, explode, you know, nuclear fallout, I guess you could say, just the way that he was created. Uh, I, I did I did think it was interesting, that messaging, as far as um, these people coming together after such a horrific event. Then on top of that, you have Godzilla, who also is another <laughs> horrific event. And still, nevertheless, trying to be hopeful and try and basically take him down for the hopes of a better tomorrow. You know, perseverance. Because yeah. even though the movie itself, you know, has a pretty has some pretty dark, bleak themes to it, with you know, death and destruction and PTSD from war, I would say for the most part, it does have like an uplifting message by the end, and the fact that they're trying mm-hmm. to wish for a better future and trying to be proactive and trying to have a better future as opposed to just letting Godzilla do what he wants and murder everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's what really makes this film work so well because don't get look, we haven't talked as much about him. We talked a little bit about him as, as we've gone along because they're just a, a big part of the movie, obviously. But the action set pieces are awesome and they're shot so well and they look so good. But it's the fact that whether it's his little team that all work on that boat together or the people back on land, these are characters that you root for, you become endeared to. So between Godzilla's appearances, between the big action destruction moments, there's so much that you're building with these characters. There's like this connection you're making with them and it makes it for just an all around really good watch. And it was amazing in IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm like stunning in IMAX, man. Like that was one of, this is one, this is a movie you want to see in IMAX or Dolby. If you prefer, I, the sound is phenomenal. So either option would be fantastic, but I mean, this is a theatrical experience to a T right here. You got to see this in theaters. 
Absolutely. Especially, I mean, especially those big action set pieces. I mean, the third act alone, I think, has some of the coolest visuals just with the way uh, everything's involved with Godzilla and fly, you know, planes flying around and the stuff in the sea. Like, I mean, the build up to everything, not just visually, but also with the story purposes, with the lead and um, I guess the way that he's going to go about his business without, you know, spoiling anything, obviously <laughs> uh, his, his, what his, what his mission is. Cause his mission is kind of different than everyone else's yeah. without, you know, trying to be vague about it. Cause he, I mean, the end goal is still the same, but he has a different motivation compared to mm-hmm. everyone else trying to take, take down Godzilla. Honestly, if you've been, not even if you're just a Godzilla fan, you don't, like, you can go into this movie completely blind. You could have not seen another Godzilla movie in your life. This does not depend on your knowledge of Godzilla at all. So you can go in fresh. This could be your introduction to Godzilla films. And I think you're going to really enjoy it and really get a lot out of this movie. I think those people who have been heavily disappointed by blockbusters in 2023 check out Godzilla. I think it gives you everything you want from a big movie like this. Like everything you want from this type of film. Go see it in a theater. <laughs> yeah, I mean even Listen, are we? Oh, go ahead. I was saying yeah, even even the highs and lows, like the the action and the emotional aspect. Yeah, there's so much to love about this, but okay, is it outside of the realm of the Oscars here? Probably. Visual effects at least? I mean, <sighs> I wish, but international film probably not i know yeah i don't i think i don't know what japan submitted i think they i th- yeah well it's not i don't think it's gonna be godzilla probably i mean probably I, not. I, I, I wish but i mean uh what, what i mean what would be their big selection honestly, i mean honestly i'm like i agree <laughs> i know we've been talking about it, especially these tech categories like best sound uh this should be in the short list best visual effects this should be at least on the short list best cinematography i i mean not even just the godzilla shots like there's some just stunning shots in general the movie looks amazing the cinematography in this thing is so good i don't know if it qualifies like that's always my thing with original scores with series because they obviously utilize past music from other Godzilla films uh, in the score. So how much is original? I don't know the exact qualification for that, but the score, oh my God, the score is so good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that's the thing with Godzilla's music. So, so, so much of his music is so iconic and synonymous with Godzilla that you kind of have to use it. <laughs> so, you have to. So. And they use it to such, and that's the other thing where, where they choose to drop his like theme in this movie is so good. <laughs> it just works amazingly well. I wish, oh God, I just know I'm going to be mad. Last year, was it last year or the year before? Godzilla vs. Kong missed out on best visual effects, which was a crime. Like, especially with some of the other stuff that was on that list. I was like, what are we doing? What, like, are you serious? And this year, I know we're going to see, like, the flash on that short list <laughs> and not Godzilla minus one, and I'm going to die. Yeah, like, I mean, what, what, what? when you compare it to some of, like, the big movies that came out this year, like, visual effects-wise, like the Quantumanias, the, the Dial of Destinies, uh, I definitely, I, yeah, the Flash, of course. You know, r- most DC movies, to be honest, lately, Ooh, except Blue Beetle. A, Blue Beetle was good. Blue Beetle had good visual effects. This is a, uh, this is a very good, or I'm sorry, very good. <laughs> it's a very late reaction here to what was said earlier about what ja- uh, Japan would nominate. 
It's probably going to be evil does not exist. Um, yeah, usually, I wish. I mean, they'll never get nominated, just like U.S. versions don't. I kind of wish sometimes. Well, that's would, what they'll submit. My bad. Yeah, that they would they would submit a blockbuster, you know, but they have to submit the dramas, the serious. Yeah, uh, supposedly, the supposedly they submitted Perfect Days for their best international oh. feature film. Oh, okay. People, but well, but but, apparent, but uh, people were hoping they would submit like the boy and the heron. <laughs> I wish that's another thing. They never submit like very rarely, unless the animation is a documentary. They don't ever submit animation either. It's like, come on, Japan, you of all countries <laughs> should be submitting animation. Sometimes is your damn official submission. <laughs> I think they have before, but I don't know if they if, if it's if it's mattered as much because I think weathering with you they submitted years ago. Oh, did they? <sighs> Didn't even. I, I hate to hear that because that deserved an Oscar nomination, and more anime films deserve nominations. Come on, it can't just be Studio Ghibli. There's more out there. That's going to be their only nomination again this year. <laughs> well, that, that's it. I, I know the boy in the heron is getting nominated it's in for sure. But man, I wish, I wish movies like this, like and it's, it's like double edged sword. Cause not only is it a blockbuster, but it's a foreign language blockbuster. So even though something like Top Gun could sneak in, it has that extra layer of, stuff working against it to sneak in for best picture we saw that with rrr last year people were really pushing really hoping oh, no. that maybe we could sneak <laughs> it in and it just didn't get love godzilla minus <laughs> one for the oscars best picture nomination I so hyped. <laughs> but i will say well, y'all maybe not at the oscars but i really think you'll be surprised if you're just like godzilla what's going on with this Watch out for these end of the year best movies of the 2023 list. I have a feeling Godzilla minus one is actually going to show up on a lot more yeah, lists like that than people are expecting. I, I mean, it's really good. And I think I've seen it said a lot and I agree with the sentiment. It's not just good for like a Godzilla movie. We're not putting those kind of caveats. No, it's a really good movie, <laughs> period, period. So don't sleep on minus one. Yeah, I think a, a large a large portion of the audience. I mean, we've seen this talked about before. I mean, even um, at the Oscars, where a lot of people are just put off by movies with subtitles. <sighs> still, we're still fighting this in 2023. <laughs> still, it, it's come on. This deserves a spot. I also think the uh, some of the local critic groups will at least nominate this. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because I hope so. I mean, it could win. I mean, I, I mean, it could win some categories. I don't know about the biggest, biggest ones, but I mean, there are certain technicals. I think it could definitely be worthy of, at very least, a nomination, if not a win. VFX. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you if you put it as far as like dollar to put on screen, I feel like it's probably the best looking visual effects for how much oh, it costs yeah. compared to like some of these other oh, movies. Oh, for sure. And as many times as Godzilla appeared, yo, that's impressive. Yeah, and the fact there was like variety because he wasn't, it wasn't like he was just on land. Like there was a lot of actually pretty solid visual effect sequences in the waters as well. Cause that was the cool. And even, yeah, even the destruction itself, like, you know, all of the effects for that and the bombs and stuff. Somebody said <laughs> this makes. This makes for a real interesting double feature. Watch Oppenheimer and then watch Minus One. Oh, um, oh God. No. Ooh, <laughs> <woo>. <laughs> 
Oh man! Somebody, <laughs> they said that's, that's the double feature. Somebody's gonna edit together those mo- the end of oh my the God. ending of Oppenheimer with the beginning portion of Godzilla minus one minus one. Oh my <clears throat> goodness! But if you if you wanted to know the other side of the coin, because there is that like horrifying sequence they cut to very briefly in minus one, yeah. where you actually see a little bit of the bomb going off and somewhat changing Godzilla. So it's like I guess you could lump them together unfortunately yeah but any final thoughts on godzilla minus one leo i'm really happy that first off toho is making a movie a godzilla movie that people can get into that don't know godzilla movies that often i think that's such a this is such a good entry point to the franchise for anybody to enjoy so i'm glad that this can be a universal experience where if you are a Godzilla expert or if you're somebody who is very new to Godzilla, you can still really enjoy this film. Visually amazing. The score, I cannot tell y'all how many times I've been playing this score over the last few days. I have just had it on repeat. It's wonderful, iconic. Love the integration of Godzilla's usual theme. So a wonderful, wonderful Godzilla movie all around. Great uses of Godzilla. I'm not left feeling like I need more, needed more Godzilla. And that's impressive to say because that's usually a criticism I have. But here, he was perfectly integrated in the story. I think there was enough emphasis and there's enough to learn more as we go along if there's more. Wonderful film, though. Wonderful film. We need more Godzilla movies like this. All right, Tyler, final thoughts on Godzilla Minus One. Yeah, I share a lot of the same sentiments as Leo. I had a great time with it. You know, as a lifelong Godzilla fan, it gave me pretty much anything I would want from a Godzilla movie. Uh, I definitely, I mean, I already have the urge to go and see it once again. You know, I've already seen it twice, so I'd love to see it a third time. Maybe that's part of why it's doing so well at the box office, because so many people are seeing it multiple times. Because <laughs> uh, it's such a short window, I don't know how long it's going to be in U.S. theaters. Because I don't think it's going to be in them for very long. But, um, I yeah, every, no. it's uh, for me, I think it's a marvelous cinematic experience. You know, probably one of the best Godzilla movies I've seen. Uh, I mean, Toho, I feel like Toho always at their core know how to make the best Godzilla movies, just not just with the themes involved. The actual story has feels like it has actual weight to it and craft and love and care that you don't see a lot in the American Godzilla films. And even despite their relatively small budgets, they're able to make these blockbusters feel like they cost a hundred, two hundred million dollars just with what they're able to achieve with such a little I mean it makes you wonder what they could do with a hundred plus million dollar budget because if they can do this type of work with only fifteen, I mean it would be insane. Uh as far as the future goes, uh I'm very intrigued where we're going to go because Minus one does kind of end with a not a cliffhanger per se, but a potential tease at a follow-up. And I know that the people involved have hinted at interest in a follow-up. I don't know necessarily what that would entail. Uh, I mean, I would be down, of course, especially if it's the same team involved, whether it's going to be the same care. It's, it's, I'm torn because I love these characters so much that I would like for them to come back. But at the same time, I would also like them to like just live happily ever after and be peaceful and not have to worry about Godzilla ever again. Yeah, like let some time go by so they can have their happily ever after for a while. Yeah, but like 
at the same time, like, I also want Godzilla to fight another monster. Because, like, as much... Because I love this movie when yeah. it comes to Toho. And, you know, speaking strictly Toho, because obviously Godzilla fights monsters in every single leg- legendary film. Uh, but the Toho ones, the last two, this and Shin Godzilla, they were, you know, he was solo. He it was the it was humanity versus Godzilla, and I think it would be really awesome to see Toho deep dip into that again with Godzilla fighting another monster. But we'll see. Yeah, it's been so long since they've uh, done one of those movies, and be especially with their new technology and what they've shown in these last two. I agree. I think it'd be really interesting to see them get back into the the versus game if you will <laughs> yeah that's yeah it's it's interesting because like for the longest time they weren't allowed to make any godzilla movies because of the deal they had in place with legendary that's why they snuck yeah. in shin godzilla and then just went silent for so many years so because so, <laughs> because people will get confused because we've seen already you know in recent times people are confused because it's like what is this godzilla movie like what what is the does this have to do with the legendary movies we've been watching for like the last decade and there's like no they're different they're, they're different timelines you know we, we know that obviously but and also a lot of people have kind of like equated it to like the um like the marvel stuff where where the mcu is kind of its own thing and then there's like the sony stuff which is like it's kind of marvel but like not really at least not yet well shin was a gift after 2014 godzilla not that 2014 godzilla was like as bad as 98 but i i just after seeing shin it was like man that's a godzilla movie (laughs) yeah Yeah, I, i think i think the biggest thing the biggest issue for godzilla 2014 is just the fact that not uh, well. The biggest problem with 2014 is, you know, kind of in the same vein, uh, comparing it to Godzilla minus one, is Godzilla minus one has like great characters that you care about and you get invested in, and 2014 had that going for it until they killed off Brian Cranston, and then I stopped, Ooh, and, then, yeah. and, and, and then and then they're like, okay, well, I don't really care as much about these people anymore. <laughs> so like, who cares? Okay, well, that was a dumb. Yeah, talk about really dumb choices. Yeah, and then like 2014, they didn't put a lot. Of, they didn't do a whole lot of Godzilla in that movie, which is also another big deal, big problem. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're all in agreement. Head out this weekend. Check out Godzilla Minus One. It is a really good time at the movies. This is what you head to the theater for, y'all. So give it a watch. Even if you're not, you know, this big kaiju Godzilla fan, I think you're going to find a lot to appreciate here in this one. So that was our review for Godzilla Minus One. I hope you all had fun talking this film with us. Of course, make sure to follow the podcast at Cinemania World Podcast across social media platforms. And make sure to follow my co-host, Tyler. Where can people find you? Yeah, so, of course, you can find me on my YouTube channel. That's, like, the primary thing. If you just search up Tyler Calvert, you'll find my my channel for that, for reviews, rankings, a bunch of stuff. I mean, this week it's been insane as far as, like, Godzilla-related content because you got the reviews for Godzilla, put up a ranking of the entire franchise, and also I do weekly coverage for Monarch Legacy of Monsters, the quote-unquote Godzilla show that's airing on Apple TV+, Plus. although it's not just Godzilla. it's, It's other monsters too but he oh. but he is in it <laughs> and also twi- <laughs> but uh but uh at, at uh as far as the other social medias uh, twitter and instagram at it's tyler calvert if you want to find me on those all right perfect leo thanks for coming on and talking godzilla with us where can folks find you 
Well, thank you for having me, guys. It's been fun talking all things Godzilla and Godzilla Minus One. Guys, if you're over on YouTube, go ahead and search up Geekly Goods. You'll see a logo with two Gs and me in it. Go ahead and click that. Come on over, guys. Let's talk some geek. Uh, lately, I've been on a little bit of a silent break. Life has changed yet again, this time in the positive. So I've just been uh, quiet a little bit lately, but there's an influx of content recorded. So you guys are about to get some treats. Come on over on YouTube and then on all other social media platforms. I'm at Geekly Goods. All right. And you can find me at Chili Boy YT on Twitter and then Chili Boy Productions over on YouTube as well and on Instagram. Thank you all so much for listening and we will catch you on our next one. Bye.